0: So
1: what could future you do with smarter financial decisions?
0: Compare and find
1: smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
0: Grutch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid.
1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might go into low power mode, and we'll suggest another hack for dealing with that perennial stumbling block the time sucking app. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And, Elizabeth, you are in ultra-high power mode right now. I bet (laughs) low-power mode sounds very enticing to you.
0: Yes, that's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And, Gretchen, I was in low-power mode for a few days recently, which I'll discuss.
1: But now you've you've ramped back up again.
0: I am in ultimate high power mode.
1: Now, before we jump in, uh, an update from episode 179. Um, There we talked about why you might make each day of the week distinctive. And we heard from listeners who really did this in very interesting ways.
0: Yeah, Kamala said, I am from India and I have many different types of attires in my wardrobe and many of them don't get used often, making me feel guilty. So I started following this little game where I assign... Mix and match Monday, traditional Tuesday, Western Wednesday, trendy Thursday, formal Friday, sorry Saturday. This solves my guilt and makes me happy. Well,
1: and in this vein of clothes tied to a day of the week, Michael wrote in. I thought I'd email about a common way I've heard some people, nerds especially, make Friday distinctive at work, Hawaiian shirts. I used to do this in college and it gained some steam among my professors and classmates in the physics department. It definitely helps keep summer as a state of mind during winter months. I think I'll try bringing this back in my current place of work as a way to spice things up.
0: Rich, I love uh, Hawaiian shirt Friday. (laughs) Um, I think crews do that sometimes Ah, in Hollywood. Yeah. And here is a voicemail from Heather.
1: Hi, Gretchen and Elizabeth. I love the concept of distinctive days of the week, and I think the next logical question, especially from Gretchen, would be, does this concept work for all of the four tendencies? I'm an obliger. I think that's a reason that The days of the week work for me because if it's Taco Tuesday and I am having tacos, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't have to worry that there's a better choice. But I'm wondering if you will get follow-up from rebels that say, I hate that days of the week concept and it's too constraining. So I'm just curious if you get any of those um, feedback and maybe you can talk about it in a future episode. Well, that is a great question, and I think that Heather's exactly right, that this is something that probably does not appeal to rebels. Now, some rebels might find it fun and they would want to do it, um, or it might tie in their into their identity in some way but for the most part rebels don't like to bind themselves in advance and the idea that it's taco Tuesday makes them not want to eat tacos Mm -hmm. but for obligers maybe it does help because there's sort of a sense of being accountable even to the plan to this kind of overarching sense of this is what's expected so as always I think it is good to think about well does this work with your tendency or not and if it's not working for you just move on don't feel like ooh, this is something that I have to use or this is a tool that should work for me if it works for for you and you embrace it, like the listeners who wrote in with how they're using it, that's great. If it doesn't appeal to you, let it go.
0: Crutch. I could also see questioners thinking this was ridiculous. They'd be like, <laughs> Why does it matter when I eat tacos? Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway... Jeff said, every Wednesday, there are no electronic devices, TV, computer, phone, allowed after work, and I must be in bed by 9 p.m. This creates a tiny restful oasis in the middle of a hectic week. Now I just need to think of a good alliteration. Wireless Wednesday?
1: <laughs> no, that love sounds it. good. I like the, I think it's like Taco Tuesday. I think that alliteration is good. Great mm-hmm. suggestion, Jeff. We, we need to have alliteration in our distinctive days. And then finally, Tatiana wrote about how she was using it during a very challenging time in her life. Tatiana writes, This strategy is particularly relevant to me right now as I have just recently become a widow at the age of 33. My husband lost a long-fought battle against cancer, and he is missed so deeply. Part of why this feels so hard is also due to the fact that you need to figure out so much on your own so fast while also handling grieving for the loss of your loved one. Theming, like giving each day a theme, has helped me find focus on each day and deal with one category of problems at a time. Sundays are my finance day when I focus on financial concerns. Mondays are my personal day when I deal with things regarding my health, my spirit, and my overall well-being. Tuesdays are my fun day, when I allow myself to do something I enjoy without guilt that things are not getting done. I reassure myself that everything can wait one day. Wednesdays are my electronic day. My husband was a huge tech geek, and I have so much to figure out, as much like you two, I have a hard time even understanding how certain apps work. Thursdays are my condo day, when I focus on all things related to my condo, repairs, etc., Fridays are my catch-all days when I deal with all miscellaneous things. Saturdays are my catch-up day with friends and family when I give myself a chance to go out and chat with loved ones. I tell myself, I know that you are worried about making ends meet, but you can worry about that on Sunday. Today, focus on getting things done about whatever the day theme is.
0: Wow. Well, first of all, obviously, we're sending Tatiana the best. Sounds like this is very tough, but she's handling it really well.
1: Yeah, this plan sounds like a really good way. It's sort of like when we talked about scheduling a time to worry, that by setting aside time, you take the burden of yourself about worrying about things out of time. Like you you set aside the right amount of time to worry about them, but then you don't exhaust yourself and drain yourself by worrying about them when you don't need to. And she's done this in a very, very sensible way.
0: Yes, because it makes sure she does address these things. She's not just putting her head in the sand. Yes. But at the same time, it's not consuming every day of her life. So...
1: And several of the days are devoted to her own kind of emotional wherewithal and making sure that she has time for fun and that she has time for friends and family and that she has time to take care of herself, as well as doing things like worrying about her home and worrying about her financial concerns and everything like that. So she's really making sure that she's not just so busy taking care of all of her responsibilities that she burns herself out and gets so drained yeah. that she just, you know, it gets overwhelmed. So it's a really good balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who's been telling us how you make each day distinctive. These are um, a lot of great ideas.
1: And now, Elizabeth, it's time for our Try This at Home tip. And this week, it's to go into low-power mode.
0: I love this concept. Explain exactly what it is.
1: Well, I got this idea from Crystal who works with me and sort of helps me with social media things and all all sorts of different kind of tasks that I need to do. Mm -hmm. She's super brilliant and smart and she's getting ready to go on maternity leave. And Mm -hmm. so we were talking about what was going to happen to our workflow, our mutual workflow, when she was on maternity leave. And she said to me, "Um, well, I just want you to know I'm going into low power mode. I'm not going to be complete, except for like right after I've had the baby, I'm not going to be completely dark. And I was so intrigued by this term because the minute she said low power mode, I felt like I completely grasped what she was trying to convey. Um, with that term low power mode
0: for anyone who doesn't know that term it's an apple function you can choose that reduces the amount of power that your iphone uses when the battery gets low so it'll say do you want to go into low power mode yeah and that's when just the most basic functions are happening on the phone in order to conserve power right so because power
1: is limited it's devoted to the most important functions and then some features take longer to update or to complete or they don't get done And when she said that, I was like, I totally get it. She's saying, I'm going to have very limited energy. I'm going to use it towards the things that are the most important. I'm going to be sort of watching everything all together. But some things are going to have to wait until there's full power mode.
0: Yeah, and Gretchen, I love this because I think we have a tendency to believe that we need to make a black and white choice yeah. When there actually might be a useful somewhere in between there, it's either like, I have to be, you know, going full gung ho at work or I'm not working. And it doesn't have to be that way.
1: No, I think, I think that's exactly right. And it's, it is very tempting to kind of be binary. It makes a choice easier. It's like, I'm either A or B and not think about, well, are there middle grounds? Um, and I think in many cases, we don't have to be all or nothing. And I know that for me, at least, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, I went on a vacation and I... I left my phone behind or I locked my phone in the safe or I didn't bring my Mm -hmm. charger. So but once my phone ran down, I couldn't do it. Or I went to a place where you couldn't get any reception unless you went to the top of a big hill 10 minutes away or something like that. But to me, that would be more stressful Mm. because to me, to disengage entirely is more stressful than to just kind of monitor a little bit. And I think that it. Is helpful for some people some people do like to have a complete break but if you find that stressful it's good to think well well, how could I set it up in a way that maybe I don't have to force myself to be one or the other but there is a medium place for me to be where I can kind of dial it up or dial it down as I see fit
0: yeah and Gretch, I recently we went to Montana Um, we did a episode from there
1: yeah our family trip
0: I was in low power mode in Montana, so yeah. I had every intention, anyone could get a hold of me, I could be involved at work, but if it wasn't important, I just wasn't a part of it. So one, this was made very easy by the fact that there was absolutely no cell reception <laughs> in Montana. Yeah. So if yeah. I wanted to talk to Sarah, I had to call her from a landline. Um, which feels which- like
1: such an effort now.
0: <laughs> yes. But I did. we did have wireless, so we were able to, like, text and email. And what I found was really helpful in low power mode was I just didn't respond to emails that didn't need to be responded to. We have a lot of group emails, like, for instance, about a certain costume, like, what should this actor wear in such and such scene? Yeah. And there's, like, ten people on the email, and if eight people have responded, I don't need to respond, right. you know? Now, if it's an important question that I need to weigh on, in on, well, then I can. So I love that idea of feeling like you don't have to do everything. But at the same time, you don't have to tell everyone, I, you know, I'm not working at all. You, yeah. you know, I'm off limits because that is stressful or to me it would be stressful.
1: Right. Well, and I think. You were even to yourself saying, I am in low power mode. And that kind of helped you in your own mind decide how much time to give to it. Like, do I need to weigh in on this or not? Is this a low power mode thing or is this a full power mode thing? And that's why I think it's such a useful phrase. I think it really communicates uh, to ourselves and then to other people. You know, I'm here for the most important things. The other things are going to go to the back burner. And so I I feel like it's a really helpful way to communicate, you know, in your own head and then to other people.
0: Absolutely. So let us know
1: if you try this at home and how low power mode works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 183. So it's at happiercast.com 183 for everything related to this episode.
0: Coming up, we've got a return to deleting the soul sucking app in our happiness hack. But first this break. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Okay. This happiness hack comes to us from our listener, Stacy.
0: She said, when I heard your segment in episode 91 about deleting the soul-sucking app, I realized how much time I was spending on social media on my phone. I also realized that instead of making me happier, it would send me down an anxiety-ridden spiral of constantly comparing myself to others. However, every time I deleted the app, I would find myself picking up my phone when I was bored or when I had a short break and would end up adding those apps back to my phone for lack of better options. My happiness hack is to replace the time-wasting app, not just delete it. The last time I deleted social media, I added the Kindle app and put it in the exact same spot my social media apps used to be. Now when I find myself with a break and my muscle memory takes me to my phone, I can open my Kindle app and read a book. I've fallen back in love with reading. I am now reading all the books I've been wanting to read for a while and I am achieving my 18 for 2018 goal of reading two books per month. I tried this same strategy with some games I used to have on my phone. I replaced the games with a Duolingo app. And now when I only have a few minutes, I can learn a little Spanish and work toward my goal of being bilingual. Well, this is incredible.
1: Well, and it's so smart because it's like if you're going to take away something like very significant like that, replace it. and and replace it in the very same spot on your phone. So when your thumb is just moving of its own accord, it takes you to the place that you wanna be. I think this is brilliant.
0: It really is. I mean, I could see how this would increase somebody's reading like so much.
1: Well, and it's a double win because you're doing more of something that you want to be doing, whether that's yes. learning Spanish or reading more, and you're doing less of something that's dragging you down, which is checking those uh, social media sites. And so it's kind of a win on both ends. So this, and it's free, and it's a great solution. I think this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrific. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. We all need help with the soul-sucking apps. Mm-hmm. Well, and Elizabeth, speaking of learning Spanish which I think a lot of people would like to be bilingual or learn another language. One interesting know-yourself-better question is, if you could take a two-hour class in any subject, what would you choose? So you could not learn a language in two hours, but you could learn some more language in two hours. You could learn anything in two hours. And this tells you something about yourself. What would you pick, Elizabeth, if you could pick a two-hour class in any subject?
0: You know what I would pick, Gretchen, is media training. I did not see that coming. Okay, why? Interesting. Well, because sometimes I do have to do sort of public speaking kind of oh, yeah. things.
1: For sure, you
0: do. For instance, you know, I may have to go to the TCAs, which is a Critics Association. Mm. It, it's sort of where you everyone goes on stage one by one every show, and then you answer questions. Or I might have to talk to a reporter about the show or, you know, or sometimes I'm just speaking for whatever reason. You're on panels. Yes. And I feel like there's so many tricks to public Mm. speaking or to doing media stuff that I really don't know. And this... I have to admit, the place I got this idea was from Keeping Up with the Kardashians (laughs) because they, after like all their years in the media, they were like, you know what? We really don't know how to do these interviews like properly. And they hired someone to do media training. And it sort of talked about, you know, the speed that you should talk. It talked about how to deal with, if someone asks you a question that you don't have a good answer for, how to deal with that without looking like you're being defensive or all these great things that I feel like if I had some comfort With media training, I would be less terrified when it sort of came my way.
1: Well, I think that and that's one of the advantages of taking it to our classes. I think sometimes when you feel more educated, you feel less stressed out because you're like, if there are any tricks of the trade, I've kind of I've learned those tricks of the trade.
0: The funny thing is I was at a party and I was like discussing this with this woman and she was like, oh, well, I actually do media training. I have a home studio because she works, I think, for like Access Hollywood or something. Ah. So um, she's like, if you want to do media training, just call me. So I may actually go through with this. I'm trying to convince Sarah to do it with me.
1: That's so great. Well, I think that is why this is such a helpful know yourself better question. Is I think by merely articulating, like, this is what I would do, you're much more likely to actually do it, which is what happened to me with perfume. Because I was thinking, you had said you want to take a flower arranging class.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I started to think, well, maybe I should take a flower arranging class. And then I thought, no, I don't really want to know how to arrange flowers. I really want to know more about perfume. And then once I said to my, in my head, I would really like to take a perfume class, I'm like, why don't I take a perfume class? And so by, Even asking myself this question, just like with you, all of a sudden it just becomes much more possible.
0: So, did you take a perfume class? I
1: signed up for kind of like class A and class B. So, yeah, in the fall, I'm taking it every weekend. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I'm very excited. I will report back on my perfume knowledge.
0: And Gretchen, Sarah, my co-host on Happier in Hollywood, she's taking a full online nutrition class.
1: Well, and that's a great example of how this ties into, you know, we've been talking a lot about Happier Labor Day, and a lot of people have been posting their comments in the hashtag Happier Labor Day, and we're going to be talking about this coming up. There's so many online courses now, You could get a certification. You could learn something that would make your work easier or it could get you a promotion or transition to a new position. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying to Sarah, I can imagine you retiring from TV and going into this full time. It's like it's a way to learn and educate yourself about something that really could hold all sorts of possibilities for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go too big in order to start down that road.
0: Yeah, well, and you always say live in an atmosphere of growth. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a lot of growth, learning yes. about something new.
1: So let us know, if you could take a two-hour class at any subject, what would you choose? Because maybe we'll get ideas from you, just like I got my yes. idea from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth's got her idea from the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe <laughs> we'll, we can all learn from each other.
0: Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a happiness demerit that will be very familiar to some. <laughs> but first is break. So, when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This message is sponsored by Greenlight.
1: As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah. Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you're up for a happiness demerit. Listen, this is a
1: repeat demerit. And, you know, this is a demerit that I have given myself for years. I always am trying to overcome this demerit. I always fall right back into it, which is losing my temper when we are traveling.
0: Mm.
1: We've been doing a lot of traveling for the last several weeks, which is great, but there's something about traveling it's the packing it's the getting to the airport Mm. on time it's getting through security it's you know do we have snacks did somebody forget something did i forget something i just always lose my temper and then i feel incredibly guilty that i'm bringing down everybody's mood and then i calm down and behave myself but i can't avoid that first meltdown it's like i just do it every single time i cannot remember one time when i have not lost my temper before landing or arriving.
0: Well, you know, this is a demerit I suffer from quite often as well, so I'm very sympathetic to this demerit. What do you think is gonna be the thing that will make you not do this?
1: I don't know, because you know we got all these amazing travel hacks from our listeners, so I put all these travel hacks into, okay, but here's a great example. So what was the number one hack that people said? Make a list. Have Mm -hmm. I made a list? Yes, I have made a list. Did I look at my list? No, I forgot to look Uh... at my list. And I realized I would forgotten something important, and which was fine. Mm. Maybe it's just one of these things where I just have to keep hammering, hammering, hammering home at it. And uh, you know, I have more travel coming up. I will try, again. <laughs> I will try yeah. again, because uh, it seems uh, like it's something different every time.
0: On a positive note, at least your family knows this yes. is coming, and I don't think anyone takes it all that seriously.
1: But, which in the moment annoys me. Right. That, they're that not, makes it even worse. Yeah, that they're kind of <laughs> less snickering at me behind my back. But it's true. In the end, they're like, ah, oh, there she goes again. And then I calm down. But anyway, I will try yeah. again, yet again, yet again. Um, Good luck. Okay. Now, Elizabeth, how about the gold star? What's your gold star?
0: Okay, Gretch. Our listeners always like it when we have recommendations. Yes. Um, and so my gold star today is a recommendation for a television show. Mm-hmm. It's called Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best title ever. Um, and it's a show. It's been on a long time, but a lot of people don't know about it. It's on the Discovery Channel. And this is our, like, family show. You know how The Office <laughs> was your family show? Oh, it Friends still is. was your family show? Yes. Ours is Naked and Afraid. And what it is is a man and a woman who've never met but who are, like, you know, weekend survivalists or, or, you know, these are not people who are just thrown taken off the street. They're like people who've been in the army Uh, or, you know, wilderness instructors, they have skills. They're put in a very harsh environment, whether it's a jungle or a desert or, you know, um, the swamps of Florida (laughs) and they're naked and they can each bring one thing. So they usually bring a fire starter and a machete And they have to survive for three weeks on their own in this environment. Oh, my gosh. Naked. and Not even shoes? No shoes. And that's the worst part because many of these environments have thorns or sharp rocks (laughs) um, or the bug bites are insane. I mean, people will get hundreds and hundreds of bug bites. Um, And then if they need to, they can tap out at any point, you know, and they're, they're taken out of there. And so it's just fascinating to watch. It's not titillating at all. Like, obviously, they blur out anything. And it's, believe me, you know, it's not an environment where you're like leering at anybody so it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, more
1: about vulnerability than it is yes. about salaciousness
0: exactly it's about you're so much what you realize is we're very vulnerable naked um <laughs> but anyway it's amazing to watch people come together they usually you know they'll argue over things but then they kind of have to work it out because they need each other and then it's also really interesting to see what happens when one person taps out because it, it happens often because like sometimes they get sick i mean you know, the body can go apparently three weeks without food. Uh, um, so sometimes people will eat like only a few hundred calories over the whole course of this three oh weeks.
1: God. It's very Hunger Games. <laughs>
0: It's very Hunger Games, yes, except no one's trying to kill you, but, you know, except for maybe, like, a leopard. Because there's also, (laughs) you'll see at night, they'll, like, shine out of their little shelter, and you'll see, like, (laughs) eyes glowing in the (laughs) darkness, and you're like, oh, there's a puma. But anyway, when what's really interesting, because you always talk about how, you know, relationships are the key to happiness— So many times when one of the people taps out and the person is left alone, the worst part of the whole thing is being is the loneliness Ah. and the mental thing of being alone. And then they're much less likely to make it not because they're hungry or thirsty, but because they're alone. So anyway, it's a fascinating show. We watch it together. We love it. Every episode, you think it will get old just seeing people naked in the woods, and it (laughs) never gets old. So I highly recommend it, and I want to hear if people watch it and if they like it.
1: I have to run home and and watch it. I'm excited. Yes. See what your family thinks. (laughs) It's a far cry from The Office. Yes. Which is like the opposite of Naked and Afraid. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Consider going into low power mode. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you.
0: Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like this show, guess what I'm going to say? Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts for your favorite podcasting app. Also, it really, really helps us if you rate and review the show. Now, if you are needing a resource for the time that you will reclaim when you delete your soul-sucking app, you can email me and I will send you a page from my coloring book. I did a coloring book of um, like different sayings, happiness-related sayings, so I'll send you a free coloring book sheet if you want a coloring book sheet to use. Um, Or if you are in a group that is discussing my book, whether it's a book group or a work group or a spirituality group or a Bible study group, any group like that, you can email me and I will send you the discussion guides for any of my books that you want.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft.
1: And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Hey, Elizabeth, guess what? What? I just found out that the official state motto for the state of New York is the word Excelsior, which turns out means ever
0: upward. Mmm, onward and upward. Very fitting.
1: Excelsior.